Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jean with the Natalie Jean. I guess this is Chatting with Nat, and today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter Sabrina Carmen. Sabrina Carmen has performed on Jimmy Kimmel with Young Blood Hawk, 30 Seconds to Mars, recorded for 30 Seconds Tomorrow's album, Love, Lust, Faith, Plus Dreams, sung with Janelle Monet and sung on James Corden's Late Late Show. 2015 to 2020, Sabrina used the moniker Madeline in honor of her mother who passed from cancer, releasing songs and videos that surpassed 400,000 views and entered radio charts. Sabrina now releases music under her name, her newest single being Shh, I Won't Tell. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Despite living in a crazy <laughs> world called the pandemic here, it's just been <clears throat> wild. It's just been wild. I mean, not just the past two years. I would say the past six years has just been wild. So how have you survived the pandemic? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, a lot of collaborating with people virtually, you know, and uh, it, uh, you know, we just got to all keep busy, right? So I will say I'm very grateful for the Internet <laughs> because, yeah. uh, you know, it, uh, it really made everything more doable. That's for sure. The internet, <clears throat> internet streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Channel, HBO, all those things were great during the pandemic. My God, I got to catch up on a bunch of Netflix stuff I never thought I would be able to watch. So I'm very thankful for that. As we know, uh, one of the main questions I like to ask is this. Um, obviously, during the pandemic, a, a lot of us well, kind of had downtime because a lot of us worked from home or did our music at home or whatever. And so many things came to pass. Obviously, the pandemic was an awful, 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 awful experience because people died, people lost limbs, people have lingering effects, they have so many things going wrong with them. But on the flip side, it gave people really time to think, time to self-reflect about who they want to be as people and for us as artists. Now, one of the biggest things that I saw which is crazy to me, it's just family members walking down the street. Because before that, you hardly saw families actually interacting together. So that was very shocking to me. Um, animals were in the, in, in the Mother Nature were very happy not to see us in the street because pollution level went down. So there was like an oh feeling for animals in Mother Nature. Um, I have colleagues, colleagues that said, you know what? I haven't been spending time with my family. I need to cut back on hourly work. And then you have people that just said, screw it, I'm quitting my job. I need to do something that's more meaningful. It's not always about the money. And then you had artists that were just like, you know what? 
I want to be a more effective player. It's not just about money. It's not just about charting. I just want to do something that makes a difference. I want to write music that makes a difference. Or hell, I'm going to just rebrand everything that I've ever done before and just create new stuff. So during the pandemic, did you take time to self-reflect on how you want to be perceived as a person, as an artist, as whatever? Yeah, I I agree with absolutely everything um, you just said. I mean, it's it definitely had, you know, um, its ups and downs. But as you stated, um, the time to uh, actually think <laughs> is, is, you know, what was a pro. Um, and, and sometimes uncomfortable, too, right? Because it, it can be uncomfortable to, to think sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for me, there were different things I had to optimize at home. You know, I do a lot of voiceover work as well. And um Prior to the pandemic, you know, anytime I had a session for anything, whether it was singing or for voiceover, um, we would go to the studio in person. And, you know, I didn't have to worry about engineering that or anything like that. And so um, this was kind of a sink or swim type deal with the pandemic where I had to all of a sudden make my studio broadcast quality okay for all the clients. And, you know, I'm not by nature a tech person. And, there were many tears that were shed, um, freaking out about it, but, you know, I came out the other side of that, and I, I know a lot more now, and I'm definitely not trying to replace any engineer, you know, who went to school for that, and that's their specialty, but I at least have more skills, so it is empowering in a way, you know, um, so that's one thing. And then, you know, even just reflecting artistically speaking, as as you had mentioned, um, you know, in, in the intro, um, when my mom passed away from breast cancer, I, you know, one way I thought I would honor her would be by taking on her name artistically and, you know, creating a platform with the NBCF and such. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, just time away from people who knew me as that, um, I realized that it was time for me to be me and that, um, and that was, that was a little bit scary actually, because it meant setting something that I was holding on to for kind of a long time. And, uh, yeah, so that was scary. Um, I didn't know how people would react to that. Um, and you know, it was, it was a little bit of a risk, but, uh, it was something that I decided to do and just be me. Um, and, um, Carmen actually comes from my uh, grandmother. So I'm still honoring a woman in my family, but, you know, Sabrina was the name I was born with and that's who I am and that's what I'm doing. And, you know, I decided I can honor my mom by being the kind of woman she would have wanted me to be instead of, um, you know, using her name. So yeah, definitely lots of changes throughout the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things that we just need to to, to think about. I mean, I think it's, you know, one of the major things is that I think people truly realize that life was short. Like we always say, oh, you know, life is short, but the pandemic just brought that clearly to the surface to say, yeah, life is really short. You need to get your shit together. You need to do your thing. Um, if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. Because um, it, 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 I think basically it's been an eye-opening experience for me. Um, yes. Now, what was it about the music industry that made you say, whoa, I've got to do this. This is something that you heard, you saw. I mean, what was it that was just like, music is me, it's inside of me, I have to do this thing. 
If I don't, I'll just die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I was I was lucky where, you know, I, I did grow up in a pretty artistic family. Um uh, you know, again, my mom passed when I was 13, but, you know, for the younger years, you know, I had both of my parents who were very supportive artists in their own way. Right. And, um, you know, it kind of started with musical theater. And, you know, I feel like when you're a creative person, you you branch out into the different uh, branches, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word, branches right. of creativity, right? So, you know, and that's what I find so fascinating about this entire creative journey from, you know, music to, you know, performing to songwriting and, you know, mm-hmm. playing instruments and now trying to learn how to record myself and, yes. you know, uh, voiceover, which is still using, you know, your, your vocal abilities and your, your instruments and just all the things, you know, and so, um, I could not imagine myself doing absolutely anything else. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a journey and it's fun and there's it's curious and mysterious and you know that's that can be scary, but I think you know that's why it's fun and I think it's you know it is attractive to a certain type of person and I guess I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, no, I know music. I often tell people now, music power, they just don't under, that music is a superpower, you know, once you get into it, there's so many things that you can do with music in the sense that the people that listen to whatever you're bringing about, it it brings a a feeling to them, whether it's sadness, joy, or whatever, they need your song at that moment, so, you know, music has the power to heal, to move mountains, to do so many things for people, that I think that whoever can perform any type of music, you're truly blessed uh, to be able to do it. So I'm always like kudos to us that can bring about um, some significant change in somebody else's life just by them listening to what we have written. I do have to ask the question about you performing with 30 Seconds seconds to Mars. And you recorded. How is that? Yeah. Um, well, it was very interesting. So this, that album is, this was like a few years ago now. So this was when Jared Leto was in the middle of preparing for his role for uh, Dallas Cowboy Buyers Club. I, I, so bad. I don't remember the title, but it was the one he did with Matthew McConaughey. Did Did you see that one? Yeah, no, yeah, I do recall that. I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was kind of a, like a, a dark, dramatic movie, like um, about AIDS, and you know, it, I think yeah, he won yeah, yeah, um, yeah. an Academy Award for it or something. Yeah. yeah. So he was per- in the middle of preparing for that. So he was—he did not look like Jared Leto. He looked very. He was in character already, you know, he was very, very fragile, very thin, um, right. didn't have his eyebrows, um, you know, and, and everyone knew that he was preparing for something. And um, I did a VYRT broadcast with them first. That was the first time I met them. Um, and the thing I picked up on the most was how aware he was of lighting and camera placement because this was something that was shot live the the broadcast first before Jimmy Kimmel okay I was so impressed by 
his awareness of even how he knew how he looked on camera, like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's been an actor his whole life too. Right. Right. So he was like, no, I need you to move it here. But he wasn't even seeing it on a monitor. Like he just could feel it. And I remember thinking like, wow, like that's so interesting to me, you know, like he knew exactly where everything needed to go without Mm -hmm. even looking at it. Um, anyway, so that was something that really struck me, um, really kind, um, all three of them, um, him and his brother and, um, the other guy, I can't remember his name, but, um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was a lot of fun, um, with them, we did the main stage, so that's the stage that's outside, um, right. and we got to wear, like, these crazy, all white, almost, like, sperm-looking outfits, and we had, right. like, color paint all over our faces and our hair and it was like a really crazy out there kind of look and just jumping around and singing and so it was really fun you know it was it was a memorable experience that's for sure yeah my my uh my partner uh and sisters in music she's going to hit you because she loves absolutely loves 30 seconds to march Specifically, Jared Leto. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I grew up watching him on uh, My So-Called Life. <laughs> That's how I remember. And yes, he, I he, know. He's so cute, right? Yeah, but he was so cute on My So-Called Life. Um, yeah, no. I this, totally this, agree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, everybody's probably jealous of you. Um, but that's awesome. Kudos to you for getting that and having that gig. Um, so how important is it for you to be authentic in your music and your artistry? Very important. Um, I, you know, it's, it's hard because I, I also feel like as creative beings, Mm -hmm. we are inspired by so many things. Right. And so, we can pull from so much. And I feel like, you know, sometimes the standard industry wants to box us in and say, well, you know, you look like this or you sound like this, so you're this. And, you know, that that can be a little bit frustrating. And, um, you know, so what I, I really try to stay authentic in the sense of I base now, and this took a long time for me to get to this because, you know, when you're younger, especially, it's so easy to, like, you know, get caught up in what people tell you they right. think you should be, you know? Right. And so what is a conscious practice for me now is just when I create with people, um, I'm not thinking about me or, you know, my brand, quote unquote, or any of that. I'm just wanting to create with them. And if the outcome of it is something that I artistically, authentically feel that I would like to sing and share, and if they are okay with that, I'm right. cool, you know? And if they want to sing it and it's it's what's best for the song and that's what they want, awesome. And, you know, if, and if not, like, that's okay, you know? And so I just hate when people feel like they get stuck, you know, and they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm not creative enough today, or, you know, this isn't my brand, so I can't write this. Like, no, like, I think that we need to be able to write anything we want, because like you said, there are all authentic feelings out there, right, from sad to happy to all the things, so we should be able to express all those things, and they'll all serve a purpose, 
you know? No, I totally, I totally get that. Um, so I love that. Um, because I know that whatever I write is going to be authentic, no matter if it's something personal or something that I see out there. I've written, you know, I write in many different genres, so I have expressed my emotions in many different ways, many different genres. So I totally agree with you on that. What makes your music unique or different than anybody else's? Um, well, that's a hard question. I, I, <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know how to fully answer that if I'm being authentic in my answer, but what I, what I love about it, um, is especially the vibe recently is it's kind of combining this, you know, cinematic alternative, like moody, dark pop thing with like, you know, sultry vocals that soar and, but like these like massive productions. And so, you know, I'm, I'm loving that. And um, I think that, maybe the drama in the music I could for all I know could be drawn to because of my upbringing in musical theater like I I honestly think maybe that's part of it um it's funny how our interests and everything can come full circle like that but um that's what I love about it it's just the combination of all of those little things that make its own little unique alternative like dark dream pop vibe you know I like that I love that. So we're going to play your song, I Won't Tell. Tell us about that. How did you go about writing that? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love how you got all whispery with it, too. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, I love it. So that was a collaboration I did with amazing co-writers, Jamie Miller, Rebecca McBride, uh, Rebecca Wilbur and Matt Richards, um, who was the producer. And um, am I forgetting anyone? There's so many of us. I have to count one, two, three. I think I said five people. Okay. If I forgot someone, I apologize. But I believe that was all five of us. So we actually met online during the pandemic, um, have written a bunch together, um, love working together. Um, only a few of us have met in person to this day. We have yet to meet all together in person collectively because we're all in different states. Um, and so, yeah, um, we just really work well together and I wanted to write a song about secrets and they were down and then this like creepy, awesome little song came out of it, you know? So (laughs) it's, um, you know, it's a song that is, uh, we all have kind of different interpretations of and, you know, there's something sinister and coy about it and you know you don't necessarily know if the singer is the one keeping the secret or telling the secret and I think it's um you know symbolic of the fact that sometimes we're all on both sides of that coin you know where we are keeping the secret or telling a secret or sometimes we're holding on to a secret for someone to protect them you know if it's a family member or or a friend and so I think um this song is really fun but on a deeper level, it's exploring, you know, that part of human behavior that um, we have all, you know, experienced. I love that. So guess what? We're going to play Shh, I Won't Tell. 
Here we go. <laughs> We're taking this one to our Love that. 
I'm gonna. This is gonna be an off-topic question. That I'm gonna ask you because I'm having this conversation with yeah, somebody yeah. on Facebook. So, you know, a friend of mine posted how he he did this TikTok campaign um, for one of his songs for his album, and he got over seven million views. And so, which was wow. fantastic. But, but at the end of the day, he's just like, well, you know, you only make like twenty dollars or whatever off of it because you know we don't get paid that much on on streaming and stuff like that. And so. And sure. one, of the, one of the friends on there, instead of just congratulating him on a, a job well done, she goes into, well, if artists would only buy music. That, and I'm like, this is not the, I hate when people do this. I absolutely hate when people do this. We already know that artists are not getting paid enough. But why not just sit there and let the person have that moment and just congratulate him because the other person's not doing the same thing. Just congratulate him. I hate when people put a negative spin when somebody's just saying, look at what I've done. It's just, yeah, I, I totally hear you. It must be. Absolutely. Just, people have done that on my, my Facebook page and always have to delete their, either delete their comments or go off on them. And I'm like, dude, why are you even doing this right now? It's just ridiculous. Now back to you. So, um, what do you love? <laughs> oh, I love like, it. It's like how it gets there. Um, who are your musical influences? <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, kind of always evolving. But um, right now, um, I'm definitely inspired by uh, the other, you know, um, songstresses, for lack of a better word, like kind of within this more like uh, – cinematic subgenre. So that would be like, you know, Ruel, Flurry, um, yeah, like that kind of vibe, you know, Aurora a little bit. And of course, of course, like Lana Del Rey, Billy Eilish kind of stuff, you know, but like, you know, just like the Suzanne Sunfors of the war of the world and, you know, Flurgy, like that kind of stuff. I am so glad that you mentioned Ruel, because that song reminded me of Ruel, and I'm going to tell you why. There's a yeah, song. <laughs> there's a song that she did. Um, there's a song that she did. She works with my music producer, and they co-wrote a song together. And it's the, the I can't remember. Damn. Uh, game of survival and no way no way yes they game of survival and that's why the song reminded me and i was like oh my god this song is so powerful they co-wrote that song together (laughs) yeah oh my god that's amazing yeah Yeah. like you're blowing my mind right now like honestly yeah like that's so freaking cool wow you blew my mind with the whole 30 second mark there little thing so uh, so we're even (laughs) um but yeah, that song, that song, that song is, is really good. And so just a little uh, trivia, um, that song almost made it in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. So th- your song uh-huh. definitely uh, could get in some. So do you focus on sync and licensing? Yeah, you know, that's that's a little bit of a newer thing that I'm um, interested yeah. in. Um, that's actually as a result of the pandemic as well. Um, right. 
But yeah, you know, I just I just love recording in in the studio and you know creating art and you know I I love Netflix and shows and like I'm like all about that stuff and so you know it'd be so cool to be like oh my god you know this song is in my favorite show right now you know and I I like that all that kind of you know those vibes and that music and those plots and so it's yeah you should definitely get more involved in sync and licensing um and I can this week or sometime next week I can email you all this stuff all the places you can submit your music to but because that song I swear to god could go into almost anything you should you should you should definitely put you should definitely invest your time in getting your music into sync and licensing because you have a you have a very powerful sound and the sound that you just did right there it so reminded me of that that uh, song that I just said, survival, whatever, game of survival, and it's just, it's just so powerful. You, you need to do it, damn it. <laughs> you just need to do it. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate that encouragement. Honestly, really, truly. You should do it. You should do it. Um, and that being said, um, what is your, you know, writing process? And, and if you deal with writer's box, how do you go about dealing, you know, doing your thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, that's the thing, right? I feel like that all of us struggle with, like, it's, you know, if we're not feeling it, quote, unquote, it's hard to get inspired. But I feel like, you know, one practice that has really helped me um, is brain dumping in the mornings. Um, You know, like, just journaling and not judging what you're writing, but just writing and, you know, setting even a timer for like 15 minutes and just, you know, really any thought that pops into your head. And sometimes it's not going to be very genius. And sometimes you might come out with something really cool. And it's, mm-hmm. I just find that that practice keeps you in that space and it, it helps, you know, and then okay. if you come up with something cool, you can add it to your list of like cool ideas, you know? True. True. I find that I was telling, I tell this to everybody. I, I get so creative in the shower. Um, I love that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and I, and somebody told me, they said, it's probably because that's the place you're most relaxed. You know, you're by yourself or you're not by yourself. I don't know. Um, and you have the water that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> and you're just so relaxed that things just flow. And I love to sing in the shower. And I've been telling people, oh, I need to create a gadget. Um, that's waterproof and you just press a button. I mean, you can put your phone on the side, but you don't want to get your phone wet and all that stuff. Because sometimes I come out and start, I'm trying to repeat the crap. I'm old as dirt. So by the time I get to my phone, I can't remember crap. And so yesterday I was on a podcast with somebody else and they you know, there's a shower pad. I'm like, what the hell? A shower pad? What? So you, there's actually a, a shower pad that you can put on the wall in the shower and you have a pencil and you can write and it's waterproof. I still want to create my gadget. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I had no idea. But, yeah, I think your gadget would go very well with that, actually. Yes. Yes. So I ordered one from Amazon, the the shower pad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. That's amazing. You have to tell me how it works. I'm, like, very curious, like, how, how it works. I will, you know, if I really love it, I'm going to ask for a sponsorship and I can push that thing all the way. I mean, I'm just, because isn't it true that you get into the shower and you're just like, 
oh, you're singing a song. You're like, oh, my God, this line would work and that line would work. Maybe I should put this. And then the thing is you get in front of a piece of paper and you're ready to write. And you're just like, okay, why aren't the words coming? But shower is just like, hello. Yeah. We come up with the, the best Yeah, thing. no, I think that's genius, honest. That's genius. And maybe mm-hmm. you could even, like, have a song or, like, you know, a little series of songs you do, like, from your shower. Like, yeah. it's just like, you know. That would be really cool. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And you know, sometimes there's scenes in the movies that they need those songs in the showers. Hey, sync licensing ideas come through right here. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah exactly. This. I'm digging this. Um, which song of yours do you like to perform and why? Um, well, anything is fun to perform. I mean, that it kind of depends on you know the vibe, right? Um, right. Anything that I can really go for it on, though, like vocally speaking, is always kind of freeing in front of people, just because then you can like really take them on a ride with you. So, right. you know, and sometimes that's even with cover songs. You know, like it's just there's so many amazing songs out there. Like just just taking people on a vocal journey, like live, is really really exciting and like you know different than when you record you know yeah no i agree i agree um what do you like better do you like an intimate setting or do you like a a large venue um that's a good question (laughs) i i mean like when i like dream about things i can imagine because I again I tend to be on the side of drama sometimes I can picture large set pieces and large things happening and of course you know flowy Stevie Nicks style gowns and like the whole thing um you know but I I really do love intimate settings and you know like house concert style vibes and just you know, being able to like connect with people on the, like a really personal level, like is something I just very much enjoy, even like as a person, like I'm totally that person that's like loves to get coffee with people, um, you know, or instead of like going like to a club, like, I mean, there's a time and place for everything, but I just love like talking with people and, you know, making it like really personal. All right. I get that. Now let's, Let's, I'm going to play Dreaming Wide Awake. Tell us what that's about. Yeah, so Dreaming Wide Awake was also created with the same team of people, actually, as, as this song, I won't tell. And, uh, yeah, same same deal in the sense of we did everything remotely. Um, it, you know, all the vocals were recorded in my home studio, uh, Matt, our producers in Chicago. So there, you know, there was a lot of, you know, Zoom sessions to, for all of us to talk, and you know, um, audio movers, you know, to, for everyone to be able to listen, vir- you know, virtually and over over the phone and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, that that was also a very interesting, fun project. And the final product of it ended up being very different. Okay. Then um, what we had in, initially, initially, but um, we will we can hear it and then we can talk about it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Standing under the stars. 
And by the way, I absolutely love, 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 love the cover art on your singles. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah, I I have a very specific style that I like. So. <laughs> no, I mean they're phenomenal. They're di- very different. I like different. I like different. I like. I don't like Me to too. see the same over and over again. And they're they're outstanding. Sure. So kudos to you on that. Um. What is the one thing you had you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Hmm. Well, um, one thing I wish I would have known. Um, well, I think it kind of goes back to what you said about you know being authentic and just just realizing that everyone and their mother is going to have an opinion of you know opinion on what you should do with your life and and be and who you should sound like and you know look like and whatever all the things and so I think and that's hard at any age but especially when you're really young because you're just even more easily influenced and you don't know really yet maybe, you know, what you want to do or say. And, and I think that, you know, people need to realize that, you know, this is a journey and that you can have grace with yourself and that you can allow yourself to grow and, you know, um, and just be authentic to who you are at that time and know that that might change. Like your interests and everything are going to evolve, you know? Amen. I hear you. Now, what are three useful tools, resources that have helped you along the way? Um, well, a really good singing teacher always helps. <laughs> so I'll give a shout out to one of my great singing teachers, Gerald White. He's a LA session singer here in LA. Um, okay. An amazing, amazing teacher. Um, I think that's really important. Um, having tools. Let's see. Uh, well, my keyboard is popping up into my head. <laughs> and these tools might be different for everybody, but it's a tool I use a lot for songwriting. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would say my keyboard for sure. Um, and I guess just a pencil and a pen, you know, those, those are simple things, but those are things that I think everyone can, you know, get, get access to. And so if you have that, I mean, even minus the singing teacher, you could of course go on YouTube and get, I, you know, get tips and, and stuff, but, right. Right. um, you know, with access to that and, you know, the internet, that would be a big one too. Um, <laughs> access to those simple things. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of this can be done. Yeah, no, those are all good. Is there a inspirational quote or affirmation or message or words that you like to use on a daily basis to push push you forward throughout the day? Um, yeah, I I always try to remember that, you know, that I can't always control the outcome of something, but I can 100% control my effort. Um, as someone who's kind of a, a perfectionist, sometimes, you know, I can like get down on myself or worry or have anxiety. And so, 
you know, just coming back to that and knowing that, you know, um, I, all I can do is my absolute best. And then the rest, you know, is up to God or the universe or, you know, whatever it is to you, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, you, you relinquish control, which is very difficult, but <laughs> I, I like it. And what is the advice, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I would say to define what success means for you and your life. And again, going back to the authenticity thing you mentioned that that might be different than what others want or say it should be. But at the end of the day, it's you and it's your life that you're living, not someone else's. So. Amen. I'm a to that. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for being on chatting with now. But before I let you go, what is next for you? What is next for me? Well, next week I am doing a virtual festival called Don't Block Your Blessings. It's going to be on Thursday. Um, I believe the date is October 28th. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think I'm on around like 7 p.m.-ish. I, I need to double check on that. But – if you go to Don't Block Your Blessings Festival on Instagram or their website or anything like that, um, you'll see the beautiful events that they're putting on. It's a good cause. And, um, yeah, you can catch me there. That is awesome. Again, thank you, Sabrina, the amazing Sabrina Carmine, uh, for being on Chatting with Nat because, my God, the vocals uh, have moved me. I got to put that music on my playlist because it's so good. It's so da- haunting and inspiring and get your music on sync and licensing. I need to hear it in the movie. <laughs> or commercial. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so much. Me. It was a joy talking with you. Yeah. Next time we need to set up a, a an Instagram live and do our thing live so everybody can see us. Yeah. I would love that. That would be fun. Alrighty. Well, Thank you to uh, Sabrina Carmen. She's amazing. You can find her at www.sabrinacarmen.com. She's on Spotify, IG, FB, YouTube, TikTok. Just Google her. I always tell people, just Google me, because you know what? We're on too many damn platforms um, to remember where we are. So just Google <laughs> her, and you'll find her amazing music. She's just awesome. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> Thank you. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.